0: Today, we're breaking down the basics of investing, including what to do before investing, the different investing options, and more. Are you ready, Pablo? I am ready. Hey, friends, Is this Queenie. And Pablo. And welcome back to another episode. So, Pablo, before we get into it, what's your money win for the week?
1: My money win is getting refunded my lighter. Not that I smoke, you know, even though I'm French, but we had this lighter for the gas cooktop. It just run out of gas, so we got a new one which had a child lock. I'm not a child, To <laughs> <laughs> just to clarify. It was really, really hard to turn on. And so we were able to return it because we had this digital receipt and then get a new one for like half of the price somewhere else. So that's my money win.
0: Nice, really good money win.
1: What's your money win, Queenie?
0: My money win is that today I got a free coffee and free breakfast because in our office space, they had this breakfast for female founders and I went and it was really, really nice. Free food.
1: I should have put on a wig and got a free breakfast as well.
0: I know, I know. Just remember that this podcast is general in nature and doesn't constitute personal financial advice. You can read our full financial services guide in our description. We would also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of our land and we extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. So Pablo, why is investing important?
1: Well, I think the main reason is that the money today is going to be less valuable than the money tomorrow because of inflation. And therefore, you can't just leave your money in a bank account In order to just keep the same amount, you need to invest it so you can beat inflation.
0: So most people don't want to start investing because they're scared of losing money. But what they don't realize is that by leaving their money in cash, they're already losing money because of inflation. And if you've seen the price of a cup of coffee these days, you'll know that inflation is definitely real.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like you can see everywhere like it's more expensive, supermarket, coffee shop, restaurants, you know, that's. Adds up.
0: It really does. It really does. So the stock market over the past 100 years have given investors returns from 7 to 10% per year on average. But not every year is a perfect 10% per year. It's not a perfect 10% per year. Some years it may be more, some years it may be less. And there are some really important things to know before you start investing, which we wanted to go through in this podcast.
1: Yeah. What is the first thing, Quinn?
0: So the first thing is to set up an emergency fund. An emergency fund is from three to six months of living expenses saved in cash in a bank account.
1: And why do you think that is important?
0: It's important because, like we said earlier, not every single year will give you a positive return on the stock market. Some years it may be really, really high. Some years it may be low. And having an emergency fund, which you can dip into in case something happens, just ensures that you don't have to actually dip into your investments at a bad time in the market or have to sell your investments at a loss because investing is a long-term game. It's not so good for short-term gains. It's a very much a long-term game. So that's why it's good to have your emergency fund set aside so just in case something comes up, you need to repair your car, you got laid off, you need some money to live, you've got that buffer there.
1: Yeah. So what you're saying is that not investing all of your money, but always have like a buffer in case of an emergency. Exactly. Because you don't want to withdraw your money if the market is going down, for example.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I just wanted to bring up this really, really interesting point because I've got like a little table here. And these are the returns from the S&P 500 over the past 10 years or so. And we can see that currently the S&P 500, which is the top 500 companies in the US has returned 18.63% this year. But last year, it was down 19%. So can you imagine if you had to dip into into your investments because you didn't have some cash savings, you could have lost 19%. But now it's up this year. The year before that, it was positive. It had a return of 26%. The year before that, 16%. The year before that, 28%. But 2008, it was a negative return of 16.24%. So that's why it's important to have some cash savings just in case, you know, let's say your investments did take a dip or it is a down point in the market. You don't have to dip into them in a bad time. So yeah, that's essentially why emergency funds are a good idea.
1: Really important, I think, to have. Obviously, it takes time to build like three to six months, but you can do that step by step, you know.
0: Yeah, exactly, just $1,000 at a time, or if not $1,000, start with $100. Just anything that you can set aside in case of emergencies is is good to have.
1: Great, so now that people have their emergency fund, what is the next step that they can do?
0: The next step is to find an investing platform to use. So there are heaps of different options out there. There are micro-investing platforms, there are full-service brokers, Maybe even just sign up to a few and see which one you like the best because often they don't actually charge you to sign up. They charge you to buy shares or ETFs on the stock market. So you could just sign up to a few of them for free, see which one you like the best and then see which one you want to use.
1: Yeah, and there is no set and store app. You can start with one, invest even and then change like maybe a month or two later. So it doesn't mean that if you start with one, you have to keep on the whole, your life with it and things change. So you can change as well platform and it's not really a problem.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think also, especially nowadays, because we're in this era where cyber security is really, really important and having all of your investments just on one exchange can be quite risky in a way, because what happens if something happens? What happens if you get hacked? You know, so... That's why personally, Pablo and I, we actually have money in a few different exchanges, a few different brokers, so it kind of diversifies our risk a little bit more.
1: Well, yeah, first is, you know, to make sure that we test all the platform because we want to, you know, bring you value and see pros and cons of each platform and advise you on what is each platform good for. But also it's good to diversify and have not all your eggs in one basket, Is the same with... ETFs and things like that.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Can you explain for people that are here, how does it work? You know, why do you pay $10, 1000? How does it work, the fee?
0: So I would try to keep the fees under $10 per $1000 invested. So when you buy shares or ETFs on a broker or an exchange or an investing app, there are generally fees involved in order to make that transaction. So it can be different for different brokers, but I would say try to keep it under ten dollars per one thousand dollars investment, and if you can even less than that, then even better, because that just means that you have more money to invest, less money being taken out by fees, etc.
1: Yeah, and it only depends basically on how much you invest, because some broker will have like a ten dollar or nine dollar fee per amount invested. So if you invest a thousand or five thousand. It's not going to make a difference, but some it's going to make a difference. So have a look based on how much you also want to invest every month. And then based on that, then you can find also the best broker for you.
0: We also have created a completely free investing cheat sheet with a comparison of different brokers in Australia, full service brokers. For example, Perla Stake, Self SelfWealth, the big four banks, CMC Markets and more. So you can check that out in our show notes. And we also do personally use Perla to auto invest every month. So if you would like to check them out as well, you can use my code Queenie for a twenty dollars brokerage credit.
1: Yeah, that's very good. I think yeah, we have done in this like cheat sheet basically research all of these brokers, like around ten brokers, and then put all the fees and pros and cons of each. So you don't have to go through each of those brokers. You can literally see on the spreadsheet which one has which features and how much are the fees. So It makes it easier for you when you make decision to find the right platform. And even if you are with one platform, then you can compare it with other. Because you know that if you go to one of the platform, they always have this kind of comparison table where they appear to be the best, but it's like only fair to them.
0: Yeah, exactly. Or maybe they don't include other brokers where they don't look as cheap. <laughs> oh, one more thing I wanted to add, adding two-factor authentication onto all of your investing apps, especially because that's your money there. And it's a lot harder for hackers to get into your account if you have two-factor authenticator on. So make sure you switch that on.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. And you can also set that maybe on the external device that you know is not your phone that you use every day. So if you happen to lose your phone, then you still have your 2FA somewhere else.
0: Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point.
1: Yes, 2FA security is really important, especially nowadays. What is now the next point, Queenie? It's related to risk. Am I correct?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. So a lot of people do talk about risk with investing. And like we mentioned earlier, it is really, really important to consider this before you do start investing. So something that you can do is actually do a risk profile assessment. So basically, this will take into account things like how old you are, how many years you'd like to invest, and how you would personally feel if your portfolio drops. If you don't like seeing red in your portfolio and it makes you feel bad and it makes you feel like selling your whole portfolio it may be worth going into a more defensive portfolio. So basically doing a risk profile test can help you understand what your risk profile is, what type of investments you could be making or what the split will be. Because essentially with an investment portfolio, there are a few different types of investments. So there are some assets that are more growth investments and they're more suitable towards younger people with a higher risk tolerance. And then there is something else that's called more defensive investments. And these are more, I guess you could say like less volatile investments, more safer investments. So for example, cash and bonds, they don't usually have crazy, crazy returns. However, they do have stable, more stable and consistent returns than the more high growth options. So doing a risk profile can just get you to understand what it is that you could be investing in and what the different splits are. And we have included a link below so that you can see what your own risk profile is.
1: Yeah, I think it's really good for people to understand where they stand for because you want ultimately to grow your money, but also you want to sleep well at night.
0: I think it's really important because especially when when you're online and you're watching TikTok videos and there are people talking about some crazy insane returns they've been getting, what they don't mention is that it may have been a really bumpy road to get to those insane returns. Like maybe their portfolio was one day down 80% and now it's up hundred percent. Like you don't know these things, you know? And it those sort of high-risk investments are definitely not for everybody. And like we mentioned earlier, it's not good to have all of your eggs in one basket and just invest in the really high growth risky assets. It's good to have a bit of a mix and also to be aware of what type of investments you're making and what their risk is.
1: Yeah, and those people, you know, they you don't even know if it's real their returns. They potentially have like five, ten different accounts with five different investments and they show you one of them that had, had a positive return.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: But yeah, I guess, you know, always like comparing is always hard, but you know, it's a slow growth. It's a, it's a long journey. We were actually looking at Warren Buffett's wealth and he made most of his
0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Years after his 50s. And, you know, that's when he made most of his money thanks to campaign interest.
0: Yeah, exactly. It does take many, many years in order to see good returns from investing. It is a slow burn. It's kind of a bit like, I like the analogy of planting a tree or something like that. It doesn't happen overnight. You don't plant the seeds and then wake up and then you have a massive tree. It doesn't happen like that. It does take time nurturing. There are some days you might be looking at your tree thinking, why has has it not grown? What is wrong with me? I must be a terrible gardener. But just pushing through that Watering it every day, giving it sunlight, giving it all the things that you need, eventually one day it will grow into a tree.
1: Yeah, for sure. And you know, watering it every day is something like long term. You need to you know, you don't have to like be crazy about researching stocks every single day and, you know, make the best investment, but you have to be regular. And, you know, that's why we're trying to every single month investing regularly in the stock market. Whichever like thing happened to us, we go on holidays, we go do something, but we still invest. And that's, at the end of the day, we're paying ourselves of the future first.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: So, the different things you could invest in. Do you want to go first, Queenie?
0: Sure. So, one of the most popular investment options is ETFs. So, what an ETF is, it's basically like a basket of different shares. So, imagine going to the shops and going into the fruit aisle, and you can pick an apple, an orange, a banana, or you could get a fruit salad and it's like all of those things mixed up in one. That's essentially what an ETF is. It's a bit of a mix of everything. ETFs are generally less risky than investing in individual companies because as we know, some companies do go through highs and lows, whereas the stock market as a whole tends to increase year on year or at least over an average over the long term. So the stock market has given investors returns from 7 to 10% per year on average when you're looking at the long term. But like we said earlier, not every year is a perfect 10%. Some years it can be more like we mentioned earlier. This year, 18%. But last year it was down 19%. The year before that, it was positive 26%. The year before that, positive 16%. As you can see, it's not a perfect 10% every year. Some years are more, some years are less. But over the long term, it does average out at between 7 to 10% per year. And that's why it's recommended before you do invest in something that you have your emergency fund so that you can invest for long periods of time over five years or more. Because the longer that you keep your money invested, the less likely it is that the market will have those big drops because they generally have like big drops every couple of years. But after the big drops, it kind of, it evens out. The stock market has never had a drop that it hasn't recovered from, which is really interesting.
1: Yeah, it is really interesting. And where can people find more about ETFs or find the right one for them?
0: So there's this really cool website called Market Index And this just has a list of all of the different ETFs available. I guess some other investment options to know about. When you do your risk profile, they'll also talk about defensive and growth investments. Some more defensive investments, ETFs are on the growth side, but defensive investments that you could add to your portfolio are bonds or cash. Bonds are essentially us loaning businesses or the government's money, and then we can receive a return from that from the interest that they pay. And these are generally a more stable, safer investment than growth investments like ETFs in the stock market. So that could definitely be something to look into if you are looking for more stable, consistent returns and less volatility.
1: Nice. But I guess it depends on everyone's risk profile, right? What is right for them in terms of investment and then they can pick based on this risk profile, the best assets.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And something really interesting about ETFs is there was this really interesting story about Warren Buffett. So Warren Buffett, he's one of the greatest investors of all time. He's, o- he's got over a billion dollars net worth, even hundreds of billions now. But he made this big bet on Wall Street. Have you heard this story, Pavli?
1: No, I haven't.
0: Yeah, it's so interesting. So basically, Warren Buffett, Put a call out to Wall Street and he said, I think that a passive ETF would beat all of those big portfolio managers and hedge funds on Wall Street because there are people that are paid to essentially like pick out different companies and create their own hedge fund for people to invest in. And Warren Buffett basically said, hey, you know what? I think that I could make better returns just investing in an index fund or an ETF. And so we put on this $1 million bet, the loser would have to donate $1 million to charity and somebody actually took him up on the offer, like a hedge fund in Wall Street. And after, I think it was like, let me double check, I think it was like seven or eight years, the hedge fund actually emitted defeat after, not even after the 10 years, but after seven or eight years, he he emitted defeat because he knew that it was impossible for him to be able to outpace the index fund or the ETF so that just really goes to show you that you don't have to be an investing genius like the people on Wall Street that are paid to pick different companies to invest in ETFs and index funds can be a really good option as well you know.
1: Yeah, and that's the really big like misconception about investing is that you think you need a lot of money and you need to know everything about investing before you make your first investment. But the best way to learn is actually to do it, learn step by step and, you know, understanding what is not too risky and start with that as well.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, yeah, so basically the bet was put on in 2008 and by 2015... Seven years into the bet, the hedge fund co founder conceded defeat in writing. For all intents and purposes, the game is over. I lost. That is what he said. Isn't that crazy?
1: Yeah, that's an insane story.
0: Yeah, it really is. It really is.
1: And it's fair enough, the guy, you know, admitted defeat even two years before. So, you
0: yeah. Know? Yeah, good on him. Good on him.
1: And good on the ETF.
0: And good on the ETF. <laughs> good
1: old passive ETF. Doesn't ask anything, but gets the returns.
0: Yeah, I know, right? I know, right? And if you're enjoying the podcast, don't forget to follow us and give us a five-star rating. We would really appreciate it.
1: We always love, you know, seeing positive reviews and seeing more followers on the podcast. So it remains means the world.
0: Oh, thank you. So the next point is to try not to get too caught up in the highs and lows of the market. Remember that investing is a long-term game, and I know this is easier said than done because I, re- I still remember when I made my first investment. I was so stressed. I was constantly checking the portfolio because this is your hard-earned money that you're that you're putting into investments. So it can be really scary. But just try to remember that it is a long-term game, and it is normal for sometimes your portfolio to drop a bit, sometimes to go up. So try not to get too caught up in it. It's Building wealth is a little bit like a snowball. You know I love the snowball analogy, Pablo.
1: I know, you always use it.
0: I know, I just love it. Everyone can visualize a snowball. Or even if you can't, you can kind of imagine what it could look like, you know? So basically, <laughs> it looks, I'm just <laughs> funny. laughing
1: because in Australia, there is not much snow.
0: <laughs> I know I was thinking that because I was like, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't really know. That much about snowballs. <laughs>
1: have you seen a snowball before? I've seen,
0: I've been to the snow twice or something <laughs> in my life, so I can picture it, yeah.
1: You can, Oh, you should use like a sandball, you know, <laughs> in Bondi.
0: Sandball, yeah, maybe I should do that. So it's... Just
1: try an analogy.
0: That's true, that's true. So basically, it's like, imagine you have a tiny snowball the size of your hand, and you might think this isn't enough. I'm never going to get rich off this tiny little snowball in my hand. But as you start rolling this tiny snowball down the hill, it starts to collect more snow on the small snowball. It starts to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And wealth building works the same way, especially when you invest for long periods of time and you're consistent with it. Your snow starts picking up more snow and then it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and it multiplies with compound interest like we mentioned before. So just remember it's a long-term game. Not every year is a positive return. This year we're up 18%. Last year we were down 19%. The year before that, up 26%. So yeah, it's definitely not a perfect 10% or a perfect positive return every single year. But it is important to remember that you do have your emergency fund. That's why it's important to build that. So you don't have to dip into your investments when they are at a bad time in the market.
1: Yeah. And for the emergency fund, I think we have a good saving.
0: Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> a good saving, <laughs> an account.
1: I mean, a good saving account.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. So, we personally use Ubank. They have a 5% interest rate, which is really, really good. And that's where we keep our emergency funds. So, if you would like to check them out for yourself, you can use our code Queenie30 and you can get a free $30.
1: Nice. Free money. Always good. Money went for everyone.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So taxes on investments. So yeah. this.
1: Do you actually have to pay tax on your investment? How does it work?
0: It is really, really interesting because you essentially don't need to pay taxes on money that is invested if you haven't taken it out. You only need to pay taxes when you sell an investment for a profit. So let's say for example, you buy an ETF, it goes up in value over five or 10 years and you sell it and you've made a profit. You essentially pay tax on the profit that you made and this gets added into your tax return. But something important to note is that if you hold your investments for 12 months, you get a 50% capital gains tax discount. So this is just one of the ways that the government does like to reward long-term investors. So that's something to keep in mind. And if you would also like to track your investments, we we use this free software called ShareSite. It's free up to 10 holdings. But over the 10 holdings, or if you do need more than 10 holdings, you can also get a discount of 10% with our link. So you can check that out below. But yeah, it's, it's really good to see what kind of returns you are making, especially if you have your portfolio in a few different places. So yeah, really good to see.
1: Yeah, I think Chessa is quite good because at the end of the financial year, basically, you can check all your returns and gives you like a tax report, capital gain tax that you can share with your accountant. So that way they can make your do your tax much easier rather than understanding all the trades that you've done. And, you know, everything is in one place.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So thank you so, so, so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget that we have created a completely free investing cheat sheet, which you can download in our description below. If you're enjoying the podcast, don't forget to follow along our journey and give us a five-star rating. We really appreciate it. And we'll see you on the next podcast. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Planning for your next trip?